0: Hey everyone, Casey is here for NVC, IDN's Nintendo podcast. Uh, our audio is having some technical difficulties. So we hope you really enjoyed <laughs> about that acapella uh, I don't, by us, the yeah. NVC crew. Also, sort our of sound effects <laughs> aren't working. The audio having technical difficulties was us. Yeah, it's yeah. just us. It's just yeah. us. It's fine. But today we will be giving you an update on some Animal Crossing save news and. Nintendo not really wanting to play in the game, coming up with the next-gen consoles, our favorite games to play with our Valentine's partners, and a whole lot more. This week, I am joined by Tom Marks. Hello! And Per Snyder. Wooden Tag. And Brendan Graber. And me. Hello! Welcome. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for
2: having me. Let's
0: start it off with some quick So last week we did talk a little bit about Animal Crossing saves and since then we've had a little bit more of an update. I left a comment on the YouTube video last week but I know not everyone may have seen it. But um, the Nintendo UK eShop says Animal Crossing New Horizons does not support cloud saves except in the event of console failure, loss or theft. The ability to recover save data from the Switch Online server will be available sometime in the future but only if something happens to your Switch. Direct data transfers from one Switch to another are also not supported and that information is also not on the U.S. eShop page.
3: I just don't get it. I get it.
1: Why yeah. they couldn't fix the exploit? There, there is they a don't way want to the time exploit. travel, sorcery the, more than time travel. There's a way to duplicate a rare item or something by transferring to another console and interrupting it. They mu- they must have tested this because it's far easier for Nintendo to give you a feature you really want. Um, And the reason for them to actually build a new feature, which is this recovery, in case of theft, seems like a lot of work. So it must be a problem.
3: But see, this is the thing, just real quick, this is the thing I don't understand about it, is like... Out of all of the games that you'd be worried about people exploiting, I don't know why you'd be I worried about Animal Crossing. It's not like there's any... Because you can trade your items. Yeah. I, mm. The only thing that tells me is that they're going to microtransaction cosmetic stuff or something. Like Why else would, would they possible. be this protective of that? Because this is a sing, like largely a single-player game. Because when so you use the Amiibo
2: have- to get your like, great wall little thing and someone duplicates that... You've lost the value of that item.
3: I
0: don't care. So here's the thing. Last week we talked about this a little bit. I think it's more of the the paradox problem that they're coming off. So one island is created for an entire switch, not just one profile. So how do you take that entire island with you to another switch? You will, would never be able to put it back together again. I think that is the problem. Oh, and I see think,
1: multiple players. Because yeah, it's fragmented across eight different moving accounts. Moving to yes. a Switch that doesn't have those same player accounts.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, how would you do that? But I have a so, problem
3: with the one island per Switch thing, too. Yeah. Like, I just don't That's understand how the game why they worked. Being, I, yeah, but I just don't understand why they're being so protective about this for this game. Where you have Pokemon where Pokemon is just like people are exploiting the heck out of that game and it's actually affecting yeah, but things they sometimes. Hate that. They hate right. and, and I'm and not saying s- like I'm not I'm not chastising yeah. for them that that for them either. Like it's just I don't know, it's just this is the type of game that I just would rather have these usability features and have some people out there exploiting yeah. and just not worry about it.
0: They should honestly let you I don't know, maybe bring just your house and have the island stay the same <laughs> no matter which switch you go to. Like,
2: yeah, they should have like the um, island specific switches, U-haul but you can bring it store your store where you could just like, hey, yeah. you want to move all your stuff to a
1: different island and start mm-hmm. over again, but have your house. Yeah. I mean, in the end, I'm glad mm-hmm. that they're listening and that they're building a feature for yeah. recovery. So I think Very that's cool. good. But yeah, look, I mean, we don't know everything about this game yet. We're fine with exploits and letting people do it, but if there's a way that if affects you, let's say there's a competition for the biggest fish and, like, there is somebody who will always win because they are able to exploit the game by constantly transferring, right? Like, then the player base would be really mad.
3: Maybe maybe there's something like that I don't know about, but currently, from what I know about Animal Crossing, it just... I just don't care and I wish that I wish that we had these usability things instead I'm interested but yes you're right
0: it's very cool they're doing this I'm interested if this inability to transfer your save data and transfer your home will prevent people from wanting to buy Animal Crossing I know we're all going to get it Mm. anyway I mean I like it kind of matters I'd love to hear that
1: if there's somebody out there I'm interested at uh, at, uh, NBC NBC at IGN IGN. I will leave a comment like (laughs) is this a deterrent for you that you can't transfer your island
0: (laughs) Yeah, I want to know. Yep. And speaking of transferring your home, Pokemon Home is out now, which lets you transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Home to Sword and Shield, from Bank into Pokemon Home. There is a lot to talk about this. I'm very mad at them for dropping this at 5.30 last night. <laughs> um, very upset. Thanks, Pokemon. <laughs> no, it's fine. But I've been working on this all morning. Janet and I have a video in the works on how to transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Bank to Pokemon Home and from the Pokemon Transporter to Pokemon Home. If you don't know what this means, that's OK. I forgive you. You can How many look diagrams all of it have it you made? Oh my God I, we,
1: she has been super quiet we we sit close to each other so I can see when something like that happens she gets very quiet <laughs> and there are lots of like tables open and charts. live yep. tape typing stuff
0: I had both it's like
1: NASA man
0: I had both the 3ds um our 3ds capture kit and the switch capture kit and I was switching back and forth with the HDMI so I could capture both so I amazing uh it's a lot we have we'll have all the information up on the wiki page and i think the biggest news out of this is that previously some Pokemon models were found in Sword and Shield that were unobtainable. Um, I think there's about, like, 35 of them. But if you have Pokemon like Lunala or Litten, you can now transfer them from Pokemon Bank into Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh. So it's just, it's a short list. It's mostly legendaries and starter Pokemon and also the original forms of the Galarian Pokemon. So, like, Galarian Ponyta, you can get your Kanto Ponyta in or an yes. Alolan Raichu or, you know, whatever you want. Um so, so it's,
3: it's not every Pokemon like people no, initially no, no, no. wanted, but there is some past the Pokedex of Galar that you can still transfer.
0: Yes. And as the expansion passes come out, this will expand as well and you will not have to purchase the expansion pass in order to transfer these old Pokemon. Oh, cool.
3: Home. Oh, that's really good. That's nice.
0: Good. Yeah. So Very nice. yeah. Pokemon home out now. Um Next up, Zach Ryan is sick right now.
1: Yeah,
2: and guy.
0: he specifically wanted us to call out the 30th anniversary of Super Mario Bros. Three. That's Great.
2: a good idea. I was it. Well, he'd say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is the
0: North America the North America. Yeah. It's North America birthday only. But right. yeah.
1: there are a lot of people who think that's the best Mario game ever made. You know, because yeah. of the it has very smart level design, very original stuff we hadn't seen. In the games before it, or the games after it, in some cases, until uh, Mario Maker, obviously. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's a it's a wonderful game. I'm more of a world guy when it comes to the classics. I love Super Mario World more just because of the presentation, the music, and everything. Mm -hmm. I
2: think that Um, was the one that I I I remember playing. Like the earliest childhood memory of playing Mario was Mario Three, and going to my friend's house and having uh, his older brother beat the last world because we were too terrified
1: <laughs> of so, the fire you,
2: tank world. So are you a three guy? Like, you I mean, pick like, three I, as if your I favorite had to look at the whole 2D? scope, I'd probably say world. Okay. It was more charming, but I do have a lot of good memories of yeah. playing three by myself and with yeah. friends.
1: I think th- it's probably like 50-50 world versus uh, three people.
0: Oh, my gosh. Guys, this year, it's my 30th anniversary of existing. I share a birthday year with Super Mario Bros. 3.
1: Wow. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. I remember my 30s. (laughs) Leave
0: me alone. So, happy anniversary, Super Mario Bros. 3. I hope you guys all enjoy it. I don't know. Maybe we'll go play that tonight to to celebrate. Yep. Um, But, next on the topic list, we want to talk about... So, last week, we talked a little bit about how Nintendo has been competing with current gen, like Xbox One, and how it's uh, sold more than 50 million units. It's done incredibly well. And... Now we know, uh, with a, I think it was the same um, financial briefing from the quotes we got from last week's discussion, but President Shintaro Furukawa addressed NextGen during the QA session and basically said that they don't believe the business trends of other companies will have a significant impact on our business. Basically, they're not worried about PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X mm-hmm. and i just wanted to have a short discussion on why that is i
2: feel like they never really
0: did i know they,
1: but they always say that right yeah. they also didn't worry about mobile games until you know they were the about, about, about the devaluing of uh, devaluation of of games based on mobile mobile game prices and all of that um, look i mean There are there is a finite amount of dollars in consumer pockets to spend. Some people wait till occasions like Black Friday and the holiday season or Christmas to purchase a new gaming device and like. I I don't buy that there is absolutely no competition factor. I think some people make that decision to say, I'm going to buy one console. And by the way, there are a lot of people who will buy the last-gen consoles this holiday season over the the new machines that are coming out and probably very expensive. So I don't think that there's no competition, but I do think that Nintendo Nintendo has done an awesome job at creating a device that can sit next to them Mm -hmm. with a Switch. That was really my thought process going in
2: as a kid growing up and figuring out which consoles do I want to stand behind and go for with my limited allowance. I was like, okay, I have Nintendo, there's Sony, there's Microsoft, who has the better exclusives that I want to invest in? And then I was like, okay, well, for all the multi-platforms, I'll just get a PC. Mm -hmm. And then I chose Nintendo as my main first party console to use in connection with PC. And I feel like that was a big factor for me. It's deciding like, do I want to spend money on another console or should I just stick with one console and which one should it be? And in the end, it was Nintendo, but I was like, they, even if they don't say it, they do have to compete Mm -hmm. in terms of Mm -hmm. a first party exclusive, what they offer, their infrastructure, their software lineup, their hardware. Yep.
3: If I may jump ahead in the list yeah. a little bit because uh, I was gonna bring up this quote and it's already written down here very conveniently <laughs> almost like you planned it uh, that Miyamoto also said lately the quote is that lately I feel like the conversation about competition between Nintendo and other game companies is happening less and less mm-hmm. and I feel like that's true and going on with with this this quote from Furukawa about you know they, they don't see themselves competing I feel like what's happened the last, Three or four generations, mm-hmm. basically, is Nintendo has been a little bit behind hardware-wise yeah. and been saying, we're going to do our own thing. Yeah. And everyone's mm-hmm. been like comparing them to Sony and Microsoft. Yeah. And then the next generation will come out and they'll be like, we're going to do our own thing. And everyone's comparing them to Sony or Microsoft. And I feel like with the Switch in this generation, it's the first time that people have, I think they're both right. This is the first time people have stopped comparing them and are now just like, you know what? The switch is doing its own thing, yeah, and then Sony and Microsoft are doing. I think
1: own. that's where it's most like the Wii. With the Wii, you know, they was even though the Wii was a weaker machine stacked up against the competition. I think consumers looked at it and said, "That's different." Like the whole way that you play games is completely different. It didn't compete directly with the with the consoles on the same level, whereas the GameCube absolutely did, right? right. And the Wii U, despite the gimmick with the gamepad, also did. People saw that console and its price point as being comparable but not the graphics and everything yeah, else. but it's right? so
0: strange because the, the wii u came out a year before the xbox one and the ps4 mm-hmm. and it was still i don't i don't want to say like struggling but it still could barely keep up with the graphics of like the 360 and the ps3 yeah. like i remember kind of- when
2: yeah when they announced like the list of ports like hey we're gonna have batman arkham city yeah and it's like, okay, this looks almost even worse than the other ones. But like the Switch
1: is the same way, right? Like it can't yeah. run current gen games
0: even without though it major came sacrifices. Out significantly but after. this looks so different. This yeah. does
1: not look like an Xbox, and you take it with you and you go, you know, like that what makes in, it special and yes,
0: different. Yes, it, it is a unique experience that the other consoles don't offer, which I, I agree. Like there, it's not a direct competition anymore. It's do you want your at home console? Do you want. An indie machine that you can take with you with unique experiences only Nintendo can give you.
1: So that's the other factor, right? Software sells machines, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like there is a big difference between the install base of the PS4, which is north of a hundred million, and the Xbox One, which is less than half that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all based on brand power, on software. It's not based on the hardware power because the Xbox One X is a fantastic machine, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it's arguably, it is more powerful than the PS4 and the PS4 Pro.
3: And we we do talk about the Switch's power occasionally Mm -hmm. with stuff like the Witcher 3 port or the Doom Doom port and stuff like that, but never in the same light as we used to and the price the other thing
1: is the price so when these new consoles come out and like there are some reports that say talking like 600 bucks on some of the top of the line models and you know it means that the xbox one and the ps4 are going to go down in price and i think that's the place where i don't think nintendo can say we're not competing at all because if there is a really awesome playstation 4 for 200 bucks with a pack-in of some mm. of the best games that are available on the PS4 versus the Switch around that same price point right. or higher, I think at that point, I think some consumers will go, well, why would I do this one? And then it just boils down to the handheld factor.
0: No, I, I think or which games you want. Yeah,
3: there's yeah. definitely a certain amount of, of posturing in all yeah. of this sort of uh, investor For talk sure. of, we're not worried yeah. about this, because they're talking to the people who are investing in their company. Mm-hmm. And if you say, yeah, we're worried about these next gen systems, <laughs> that's not a good look. The guys, right. we're
2: screwed. So Give us there's money, please. Yeah. The Game Boy
3: sold so much better. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's uh-huh. there, there's always an element of that, but I, I think that they're not wrong kind of fundamentally that they don't, they don't really need to be worrying about no. what other people and they, are doing. They
1: proved something that Sony tried to spin off a handheld division and basically uh, replicate Nintendo's business model of having a console and a handheld in the market, and the PSP didn't do it, and the Vita didn't do it. Both had modest success in Japan, right? Like, certainly the PSP, kind of, with role-playing games, what, did what the the Switch is now doing in Japan. And even Sony, and, Sony motion and controls. And I, Nintendo went the other way and yeah. said, well, dump the console division, here's your handheld.
0: Uh, and And some you. could argue that there are some offers out there that let you take your games with you. Like, PlayStation has um, has remote play, and, but it just doesn't work very well, okay. I think is the biggest thing. Like, I, I couldn't even get... I couldn't get monster hunter to work in the same room as my PlayStation. There,
1: there is there obviously tech, uh, in cloud it's getting gaming is evolving, right? Yes. There are two new services just launched in China. Uh, you know, one from Tencent, one from NetEase. uh, everybody else like Amazon cloud is coming, right? Cloud gaming service. Microsoft has one. PlayStation has one. Nintendo has a small one in Japan. NVIDIA has one. Ubisoft has one, right? Like everybody's going to do this stuff. Um, 5G is going to happen. So 5G is not going to happen this year, but it's going to happen in the future, which means suddenly things like streaming on mobile platforms are going to get easier. And so, you know, then we'll have the whole debate whether people want to play a streaming game like a Microsoft game without a gamepad and a controller Mm -hmm. with a touchscreen. But there will be new competition for Nintendo in the handheld market, mostly through streaming through 5G. I
0: feel like arguably that's more of a... I'm saying threat yeah. very loosely than the PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X. Probably. Because yeah. Yeah. the net is yeah. on
2: the go. And yeah. Yeah. if we now have a phone that can stream great quality...
0: Mm-hmm. And you don't have to repurchase anything if you can mm-hmm. bring your own library with and you. And not, mm-hmm. not
3: that this is a podcast unlocked, but that also mm-hmm. goes into like Phil Spencer similarly saying that they don't see Sony and Nintendo as competitors for Xbox as yeah. much as like the streaming services mm-hmm. and the cloud services. He's looking at
1: Amazon for mm-hmm. sure, yeah.
3: Like... I think Microsoft, not that Nintendo needs to to do this or take this tact, but I think Microsoft is sort of playing a couple chess piece, like moves ahead of just thinking about next gen and being like, okay, where is this stuff going mm-hmm. and how do we compete with that next wave of things? Mm-hmm. It,
1: it is really like, look, I've been around for many console generations, and I owned the very, as a kid, I had the very first console that had removable media, the Fairchild Channel F, with its wonderful cartridges. Um, so I've seen the console generation renew itself. This is the most unique one. Yeah. Because the the Switch is so different. We've got mobile games in the mix. We've got PC and Steam and all this, like all these different um setups across these different devices and like i think nintendo was able to replicate what steam did for indie games right Mm -hmm. like nobody has had this success with indie games on a platform to the point uh like nintendo is really reaping the benefits from creating an open platform with indies and Mm -hmm. so these platforms are very different right now
3: yeah there's also but
1: nothing nothing stays the same for long and,
3: and to the point of them competing with mobile and having to sort of think about that world On the other hand, there's a really interesting thing happening with ports that come to Switch, because not only are we getting console ports and PC ports and indie ports on Switch, the Switch, and I see this every week when I go through the list of games that have come out, there's just as many things getting ported, or probably more, getting ported from Steam to the Switch as there is from iOS and Google Play Store getting ported to Switch. This is the only big air quotes, console that can get mobile game ports successfully. And it's not something that the other guys can do right now. So
1: that's, I think, the big frontier for Nintendo is to see if they can capture a female market, honestly. And, you know, I don't mean hardcore uh, (laughs) dragon slayers like you, but, like, uh, when you break down gaming audiences, the one that is dominated by female players is on mobile. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they have traditionally not come over to consoles and and PC um, to that same extent, right, where they are in the minority. Like, I think across all gamers, it's, like, capping out at 30%. But, like, on mobile, it's more than 50% female gamers. And so I'm really curious to see what happens with games like Animal Crossing. Will that attract a different crowd? And does that mean we will see more mobile ports that that are a little yeah, bit I more? I think
0: that makes mainstream. a lot of sense. So that people mm-hmm. used to playing mobile games and wanting to make the jump to an actual system. Like I feel like the Switch is so much more attractive than yep. the other traditional systems. I yeah. can
2: see there being a big push for something like Animal Crossing Pocket Camp having a enticing way to get you to play a new horizons going like hey you can transfer all of your stuff over or at least some things mm-hmm. to make you want to like oh well, maybe i should make this jump to the switch mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, it is yeah. very successful for
1: a lot of people. So, a lot of hours. In I guess game. we talked around this topic, and like we came <laughs> to the conclusion that yeah, it's true they don't directly compete, and there's a lot of potential. But of course, in the end, a buck is a buck, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and they
0: have to compete in some way. And I think what you brought up by bringing the the mobile audience over to the Switch, but also I think Breath of the Wild too is going to be a, a big another bump of sales for the switch like people who maybe hadn't made the jump yet maybe were able to play breath of the wild in the wii u even though i know that audience is super small yeah but
1: and mario kart ultimate
0: oh is that coming no i'm just You've making this up but first. that's
1: why I'm, I'm willing a mario kart into existence that has all tracks from all games
2: everyone is here <laughs> everyone is here <laughs> Every and cart. then they
1: never have to make another mario kart game they just update this one
0: yeah I I can totally get behind that. Yeah,
1: then they'll just reboot
2: it with like three characters and two tracks. I don't think we'll ever see
1: another Smash Brothers now.
0: No, but (laughs) not
1: on this platform.
0: Speaking of potential Nintendo Switch news, uh, we haven't had a Nintendo Direct in a while.
2: But but that one account, Nintendo of um, a said that it's coming
1: tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> Wanda of Amorica. okay i gotta Isn't i got Amorica morica in france i have okay. to say
2: something here because uh the other day i saw someone talking about um you know the news and then stealth on twitter was like i had to tell people again that hey these fake accounts run rampant everything and i i point out like every year every month we see nintendo fake parody accounts the stuff and people all the time they don't look for the check mark, they just immediately retweet it. Go, oh my god, guys! Hmm. And at one point, I was like, People, you think people would wise up? Some people responded and didn't know what that term meant until someone else said they need to stoop it down. <laughs> Am I crazy that someone wouldn't know what wise up means, yeah, but they would understand. know what stupid down means? Because I don't know what stupid down means. Well, and and I'm, I'm having a crisis here.
1: <laughs> well, am I am I old or? Yeah, listen, fam, we'll explain it to you. Uh, <laughs> no, like, I, I don't think you're that old. Okay. Um, but... but is stupid down a phrase people
2: use?
0: I don't think stupid down is a phrase. I think it's made up to make... To compare, be a direct comparison to to wise up. The term
1: "wise out" expired? Yeah, I think somebody's messing with you. Probably a, a, a fake account. But like <laughs> your, your point is like there there was a lot of speculation. I got a lot of people. I saw a lot of people on Twitter speculating when the next direct is and you know somebody always like I have a good good authority from my uncle who works at Nintendo it's gonna be at this time and like based on what they've done in the past it's at this time you can never predict this company to that degree it is unusual that they haven't done one but obviously they've done Pokemon specific Mm -hmm. stuff um They usually always do one before the end of the fiscal year, which is the end of March for them, right? So I think that's a safe bet that we will get one before E3, but they do what they want to do and clearly... None of the 3 companies right now have content. Like this right. was a slow January. Mm-hmm. There was last year we had Resident Evil 2 at least,
0: And right? Kingdom Hearts 3.
1: Yeah. This yeah. year is this is a slow first quarter. We see it in like just interesting gaming right now, entertainment content is more popular than games content on IGN because there's just more stuff going on. So
3: oh, It's amazing yeah. to me that a month ago we were all like, the first quarter of 2020 is going to be insane. Everything got bumped, and right? And then everything <laughs> left. Like, yeah, the moment Cyberpunk
1: moved, you know, some of the air went out. And then, honestly, like, through the, uh, the you know, tragedy with coronavirus, like, manufacturers getting delayed off some mm. games, things move out. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, It's possible that you're not going to hear that much because maybe there's uncertainty around ship dates, too, and they don't want to commit to something. But
3: but also the other part of that is if we think that there's this trend of Nintendo almost always having a Nintendo Direct around February, right, it's currently, as we film this, only on the 11th, right, and Nintendo is – not like it's totally in character for them to be like hey there's a nintendo direct in three days usually right? before we yeah. can post the episode yeah, yeah. yeah i mean it'll probably be announced by the time this goes live. so I, no. I looked up and, the, yeah. Dates,
2: yeah. Uh, Close the dates uh to try and to try and see if there was a a pattern to the madness spoiler there really isn't actually a year ago tomorrow today when this episode goes up was the fire emblem theme direct right mm. and uh before that there wasn't a whole lot of january directs um back in 2017, 2015. I think even 2018 had one as well. And then no direct in 2016 until March. Mhm. So they could wait and there were some there was a Pokémon one in uh, February and the end of February 27th. Yeah. So there could easily be a very late February early March yeah. one It wouldn't be out of character for them.
3: I, th- I think the, the the moral of that story is this is nothing out of the ordinary yet. This is no reason to guess or infer anything yet. Essentially, like in terms of like what's going on or yeah. anything like that.
0: Is it? My question is: Is it too late to have an Animal Crossing focus direct? That's what I was thinking too, because I feel like
2: maybe they already assume people know enough. Like, do they need to know every single mechanic? We already showed them a little bunch of details. <laughs> I gotta think they'll do one just yeah. as a hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a mini direct yeah. could probably yeah. solve that.
3: Yeah, they could do something that they call a direct that's just like 10 minutes of talking about the game and it's basically just an extended trailer, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. but I could see them just not doing it and going, like, yeah. we already are, have faith in the series. People know what they're in for. I don't you know, know. We'll have like a little trailer, like a couple days before. Yeah,
1: it's so much positive news from their earnings and their successes. Um, I, I got to think there'll be one coming before um, yeah. Animal Crossing. Yeah. But again,. And it's like a hard company to to predict.
0: Mm-hmm. who like long story short is who knows when there will be a Nintendo Direct? Make sure when you see someone tweet about it, they're verified. Um, and we've also saw some rumors about Nintendo not coming to e3, but don't panic. Um, Doug Bowser told. Thr in an emailed statement, we look forward to participating in E3 2020. It is one of many ideal venues for us this year to interact with people in a social and immersive environment. Every year, we base our approach to E3 on the content we have to share. Yeah, wait, this, wait, wait. so
3: a rumor wasn't true on the internet. I know
0: who oh, it would had, have it thought. Had, people
3: are worried, right? Like this year's E3 I know. is
0: an
1: odd one. Yeah. Like with Sony not showing again, and then you know Jeff uh, Jeff Keighley is not doing the Coliseum this year. You know, you couldn't come to an agreement with E3 after getting frustrated. Um, with them Uh, Nintendo announced a while back that they were going to be at E3 so it wasn't something that we questioned so we were actually surprised to see the mumblings that they wouldn't be there because uh, ESA the kings of accidentally posting something uh, making content accessible had a uh, you know had a list uh, exhibitors list uh, slash map um, online that you could access and Nintendo wasn't on it That's very very typical they never have a full exhibitor list we work the e- with the esa on like finding booth space and they send us a version of the uh map that has um some some companies blocked out or not yet filled in that happens every year so don't jump to conclusions they'll absolutely be be there and i think we can be pretty excited for what i heard
2: gonna they're going to build an exact replica of hyrule castle it's going to dwarf the Colosseum. It's just going to be
1: like ten stories big—an actual castle. That's, that's what I heard. Not true. From it's going to. One wait, of my many uncles. it will be. That's not true. But <laughs> you are—you definitely have an uncle at Nintendo. I'm um, Twitter verified. Well,
0: <laughs> they anyway. need to—they need to get people hyped for for the Nintendo World and Universal Studios. I'm gonna bring it to E three. Yep. just the castle. They're gonna drop it down. I don't know. I am yeah. excited to see
3: whatever they build because the Luigi's
1: mansion thing last year It's always so good. So, so cool. like honestly, there's so much negative news around E three right now, which is mostly based on, you know, Sony's absence. I think it'll be pretty cool. Just bring like, back the I, Breath of the Wild room. Like I, I love that place. I, I can say that I know a little bit more than I let on, on what is going on at that show, and I, I have confidence that it'll be a good time. Uh, unless you're a Sony fan, um, no. But like, you <laughs> even, no, even PlayStation games, right? Square Enix will be there, and yeah. you'll see some cool stuff on the PlayStation. So, um, Ubisoft's there; they've got awesome games usually. Yeah, EA is doing an event right before uh, E3. I Microsoft's had, at the micro, at the theater. It's like
0: it'll be cool. I had plenty to do last year <laughs> without no. Sony. It's yeah. fine. So this Friday is Valentine's Day. oh So I wanted to take some time to talk to you all about. What are your favorite games to play with your significant other or partner or date for the day, your date best friend, your cat, whoever it might be? What are your favorite games to play with your partner? I
2: played a game with my new gecko yet. Well, why don't we start with you? <laughs> we can play gex. Uh, with my wife, uh, a couple years ago, we played Undertale together. and We had a really fun time. And then we started Deltarune, but we haven't actually picked it up yet. It's just only chapter one, though, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. And we also played a super scary game, Until Dawn which was fun for me, not so much for her. (laughs) I might have live-streamed it, so I got all reactions on save (laughs) That sounds delightful. Uh, But yeah, I mean, we don't play uh, too many games together, but I know that once we get Animal Crossing, I had to pre-order the uh, themed Switch because she will not share. (laughs) It's like, I want my own island, you're getting your own island. So I'm sure we'll have a lot of uh, island visits once that comes out
1: my wife um, she doesn't play any video games as a matter of fact when we were dating she totally tricked me we used to uh, when we lived in uh, went to the same college in, in Japan together and we uh, we used to always hang out with friends after hours go drinking and in Japan at the time arcades were big so we would always go to arcades and she would she did a pretty good uh, job we play uh, we play like Tetris and Final Lap those mm-hmm. giant machine Street Fighter all of that in arcades so I thought she played video games but it was all a dirty trick um, we only got married because she played video games of course no uh, she doesn't play them it's just it's something she just can't get into she does get sick, motion sick from, oh, like, first, no. from 3D games anything polygonal mm-hmm. with lots of camera moves she just has that issue however she will join one game and that's Dr. Mario 64 right every like Pretty Dr. Mario 60, 64 first of all it's four players so she'll join it uh, she'll, she'll join it her mom loves dr mario 64 um hmm. and uh so maybe maybe we'll try something like that again i think if she played animal crossing she'd love it or if she played snipper clips she would love it but she's going like, through the she's pocket like, i'd rather watch tv or do something else
0: yeah i mean yeah. that's fine so on
1: after that sad story
0: well also <laughs> i don't force your significant other to play video games or do things they don't want to do yeah. just because you like them that's too. right
1: <laughs> no, my wife's amazing <laughs> yeah but um i get to play the games
0: um so my fiance and i play games a lot together already um but you know we only make a point we make points to play on special occasions like for our anniversary one year we went to an anime convention and played monster hunter generations ultimate for like i don't know like six hours it that was a fun. It was a romantic. great time. I could not
1: was, have predicted this. <laughs> it was so this romantic. Is...
0: <laughs> we brought white claw back Kill to the it. hotel room and then played Monster Hunter.
3: Mate. <laughs> That's hilarious. I've played Monster Hunter with you and your partner.
0: Yes, and it's so much fun. Yes. We play with a lot of people, but um we always make a point to play together during special events. So like we're not going out to dinner on Valentine's Day this week. We're going to dinner on Wednesday night because it should be significantly less busy than on Friday because dealing with crowds doesn't sound fun. pro mm-hmm. strats right there. So,
1: what's the game going to be?
0: What is the game? I think we're going to play Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. I think we're going to battle also some Pokemon. Really Off brand. Make some make some doubles teams. Maybe some Monster Hunter. Maybe we'll play some Pokemon cards. And I might be able to convince him to play Luigi's Mansion Three with me.
1: We'll oh see. man, that's a really
2: good call. It's a special.
0: It's a so special good. occasion, so I can be like, it's Fortnite. also you can never
2: go wrong with Mario Party.
0: Mario Party wife loves
2: Mario Party too. <gasps> or
0: am really
3: wrong, yeah.
2: No, it's the perfect test of your relationship. If you can get through a fifty-turn game, you're good for life.
3: Over- fifty we- turns. Oh, that's I- the put, put, true gauntlet. I haven't gotten through fifty turns with my friends. That's that's. Then you hey, get oh a no, like better it. friends, Tom. Oh my god, that's funny what about you Tom what I don't think you? I like anyone in the world you can't to handle Mr. me at my Mario. star stealing I, I used to do it all the you time you don't deserve
1: me at my best what's, <laughs> what's going on in Tomland
3: uh, we play a lot of RPGs and puzzle games I think oh Divinity
0: yeah. Original Sin 2 yeah, I Divinity forgot Original to mention Sin. that one
3: we played through all of Original Sin 1 together um, we played through we didn't beat Original Sin 2 but we played through a lot of that as well um, we used to play a long time ago back in the younger years we played a lot I know I'm sorry <laughs> No, oh, I have, yeah. Para, I'm gonna make you sad real quick. I just turned 29 on Saturday. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> wow. Um, we played they already this- had flying cars when you were born. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, we played through we played a lot of the Sims back in the day, yep, which was fun. Uh, we also played all of Persona 5 together. All of Oberdin, Ob- Return of the Oberdin. So do you a- hand off, or do you? There's one person. No, to watch usually. it's usually like single. Usually we like single player games, or there are good single player games where like I'll just control, mm-hmm. and then we'll just talk things out, yep. or I'll turn, and then we'll switch off, and she'll mm-hmm. control for a bit, and we'll talk things out. Um, that's that's a good way to do it. There are some there are some sleeper single player games ah. that are actually great co op games.
0: We we actually yeah. do that with Slay the Spire, and most recently um, Witcher Tales: uh, Thronebreaker. Mm-hmm. They're just, I don't know, I have, I'm super indecisive, so it kind of helps to be like.
1: I did that with Undertale. I let her make decisions while mm-hmm. I did the the bullet yeah. times. I, I used to do that all the time with my other wife, Matt Casamassina. We used to, uh, <laughs> we used to always play single player games, but we would, we would hand off like after an hour going like, meh, you play. Uh, he's too, he's, he's, he's a really big voice. He doesn't, he gets scared by like games like Resident Evil. So I always had to play, but he would always commentate and, and. And say what to do and man, I really used you and I to play Resident Evil.
3: We also and this was this was a long, we haven't done this in a long time, but we used to play a ton of Civ together in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, not multiplayer, just single player games. And the trick of that was that every time I play Civ, I always go like full culture. Mm-hmm. I love doing cultural victories in Civ. And she goes destroy the entire world raise every city to the ground and those play styles are like not no, do not mesh well wow. so we uh, we would occasionally like not get in fights but like have to like we'd, we'd reach a point in the game where we like have to pick a path and either go yeah. terror What if we kill
2: them a little and then we oh. compromise right. some cultural victories <laughs>
3: out. Yeah. See, I, try
0: to, I try to make that decision as a compromise in Thronebreaker the other day and it ended up being like the worst one you could choose so hmm. Sometimes compromise isn't the way.
1: Record is good.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. really, really fun.
1: Tom Mark's recommendation again, mm-hmm. really
3: good. I'm hoping yeah. people, if you, if you are playing that, let me know on Twitter because it's it's one that even in its time on PC did not get enough love because everyone just heard going card game. So I'm glad you're like it. It's so much more. It's
0: so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, thank you guys for sharing your Valentine's Day or just regular co-op picks. Uh, if in the audience, I'd like to know what you guys are going to play on Valentine's Day. Let us know in the comments. And moving on, there are some new games out this week that maybe you might want to play with your partner or friend or whoever you want this weekend. And first up is AO Tennis 2 out on the 11th. I am unsure what this is, but we it's gave a, it a 7. It's a tennis game. Yes, we gave it a <laughs> 7. I assume it's a tennis game. So this <laughs> is the funny thing, real no.
3: with this one. It's very funny because our quote in it, like, we have a quote in the review from Luke that was basically along the lines of, like this is the best tennis game in years. Yeah. 7 out of 10, right? Oh. Like it's te- <laughs> tennis games have just not <laughs> the, the bar is kind of low. I feel that way
1: about NASCAR. And like I'm not trying to insult any fans of the sport here, but like, <laughs> you know, some people feel that way uh, about Formula 1, and I would say well, Formula 1 has turns not just in one track. Mm-hmm. Um no, like it's like there's certain genres of game that when they mirror the real world who are a little bit tougher to make as exciting. Yeah. But like obviously if you're a fan of tennis it's going to be better than a seven to you like if you're looking for you know something that replicates that sport. Um, I've seen this game run uh, on our monitors a bunch. Uh, Obviously Australia has got a couple of uh, uh, games that perform really well there. Tennis, rugby, you know cricket all that kind of stuff and this is one of them that we review every year for our Australian audience. And it's out on Switch. It looks good.
3: It looks really nice. just happy
0: about more sports games coming to switch
3: i think that's cool yep
0: and next up we have florence which is also a tennis game game. it's Mm. definitely not a tennis game out out the day before valentine's day and it is originally a mobile game and it is a beautiful indie game about a relationship and it will probably make you cry or tear up or be sad so just be prepared for that if you want to play it but it is really pretty and i highly recommend it it is it is a well-loved game in the office hmm um, next up is Glass Masquerade Two Illusions out on the thirteenth for eleven dollars.
3: This is a dumb shout out, Tom. Tom shout out. Game. Oh, okay. Uh, this is basically <laughs> oh, like never A jigsaw puzzle game, but oh. just oh. with stained glass windows. Oh, sort that's of right. Yeah. Styles. The first one came out on Switch last year. This is the second one. If you are into jigsaw puzzles, these are just really, really, really well presented jigsaw puzzle games. Yeah, I looked at
1: this. I asked Justin, uh, who played Justin Davis, who played it on mobile a ton, like the first one. Yeah. he said. It's probably not my kind of game. Like, I do get bored by the jigsaw puzzle yeah. stuff after a while, but it's the presentation is really nice. It it's, looks good. Yeah, yeah.
3: it's just, a, like, very pretty. I, there's not much more here than yeah. very, very
0: pretty jigsaw. Just want yeah. to throw out. I
1: thought it was a puzzle game, like a real puzzle game. No,
0: it's for second, it's jigsaw but, yeah. puzzles. Yep. <laughs> so, next we have a port, Darksiders Genesis, out on Valentine's Day for $40. We reviewed it for an 8.7. Yep.
3: Yeah,
2: I haven't played Diablo that Diablo likes go, it's pretty good Diablo-like. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. I might play this on
1: Switch.
0: I think I might too. I like
1: the
2: Siders. I, like,
0: I don't. It's it's so hard because we already have Diablo three on the Switch, so it's like
1: <sighs> I know everything gets compared to it.
0: I know. So okay, I would maybe if you're tired of Diablo three but want something like Diablo three. There you go. There you go. You really like yeah. the Darksiders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up, I I kind of want to check this out. Speed dating for ghosts. Oh, this looks Sounds so cute. Like you
2: would really like it. I saw I saw some footage from it. It looks like really cute.
0: I want to play it. I'm going to play this. I'll it, report back next week. It's like a dating visual novel, but all the things
3: you're dating are like horrible ghost monsters. I love it. And it's out on Valentine's Day
0: on Switch. I love it. it. Too
3: many ghosts in the real world.
0: <laughs> next we have Groove Double Trouble DLC guys, you, are you guys excited about this? What's the Whoa, side for?
1: No, I was, I got ready for the airport on Monday. I had to leave my house at like 4am to get to the airport, and I took the time to update the app, the game, on the Switch, because I wanted to play it on the flight, and then I'm on the flight, and I start the game, and the co-op campaign is grayed out, and it has a little download icon, Oh, so, of course, alas, um, but I'm, I'm, I downloaded it now, so I'm gonna play it, but cool. basically cool. it adds a new Campaign. You can play single player or co-op, including new units, and it's free.
3: Yeah, there's a new faction. There's a new units. There's like three new heroes as part of that faction. A bunch of cool new stuff. I really need to. You've told me already, but I really need to dive back into this game because I've heard it's already changed a lot since my review. Uh, And I'm excited to see more of (laughs) it. They basically they took your review and they put a check mark next to your major (laughs) complaints. And like you didn't have like giant
1: complaints. You really liked it. Yeah. Um. If you if you love Advance Wars or even if you're even a Fire a Fire Emblem gamer and you're looking for something uh, exciting, this is like. This is like going back to the classic Advance Wars game. So it's pixel art. Um, it's it's just really fun. It's and it's a really good game.
3: Extensive free DLC is lovely too. Yeah.
1: So. No, it's just cool that they're supporting this and that they made the time to improve the the few flaws that it had. This is mm-hmm. it's great. You should play it.
0: And another great DLC. Yeah. Dead sales the Bad Seed. So this is actually the seventeenth update and is only the first update that you have to pay for, it, and it's only five dollars. Yep. I might. I don't I feel like there's so much that has changed in Dead Sales since mm-hmm. it first came out. I just don't even know where to start. Oh yeah, they From the beginning.
3: They've uh. vamped a, a lot of it since launch. Uh I and for the record, I just wanna say this. I'm really okay with a game like this doing paid DLC. Especially yes. Yes. when it's reasonably priced like this. Uh there is this expectation nowadays that games like Dead Cells that started in early access and grew with the community should just keep growing forever for free, and that's not how human beings are able to eat food. No. Um, like, like that, that's not a sustainable thing really unless yeah. you keep selling copies of the game, yeah. and that's not always a guarantee. So I'm I'm super, super cool with a developer saying, hey, you know what? We're going to keep updating this game. We're going to keep supporting it. We're going to keep doing free updates with other stuff, but this Thing you're gonna have to pay for to keep us going i'm yeah. totally cool with that yeah
0: i completely agree so that's out that's all for what is out this week that we think is notable but what is everyone playing oh that's out next week next week <laughs> yeah it's actually out i mean if you would like to talk about it there were some NES games and super nintendo games uh <laughs> announced to be coming for the nintendo switch online service
1: you make it sound so exciting
0: I know I am. It's coming well, out on the. It's coming out next week on the nineteenth.
1: Yeah, to those who are paying the annual subscription for um, Nintendo, obviously uh, uh, you haven't gotten any games in January. Um, but yeah, they're adding two NES games, two Super NES games. M- me, they're mostly boring, but they are adding uh, Poppin' Twinbee, uh which I brought in my copy, my Super Famicom copy here. Um, it is. A lesser-known shooter from Konami, from one of their great teams at Konami, uh, that came out in Europe actually, but it never made it to the Super NES in the US. And, oh, so. uh, it's a uh, it's a two-player shooter. You can play single-player or two-player, uh, kind of like an isometric perspective, but it is exactly like Parodius um, if you've played that from Konami. Uh, you know, overhead shooter where you can shoot and you can throw bombs. It's like it's whimsical. It's like super pink and purple and everything. Um, and uh, it's good. Pair, this is the only way game. we get new
2: Konami games yeah. that Kinda we've never crazy. seen before in the US in 2020. All right.
0: I lo- no, I love Pair, this. Pair brought in the Super Famicom like actual version, so if you're listening but you want to check out the box he has it I have
1: to, on the I video have, version I have a confession it was already at my desk oh. cuz I brought it before oh my goodness. Like, I think it was Sam or someone said he'd never heard of it so I brought it in uh no it's a really good game it's like it's a it's not a 9 or 10 game but it is like you know konami konami made amazing shooters including Axelay on the Super NES A slows down a ton this one actually runs really nice even though it has a ton of stuff going on in, on the screen and it has like Screen size bosses, just like Axel A. not visually as impressive because it's happy poofy cloudland stuff, but um, and like really high pitched screaming voices.
0: I love perfect. Those. But
1: I, th- I think you'll dig it. I think it's a good game. It's easier too, so it's not frustrating. I'll like, definitely log- check
0: that out before the show next week. So we about can talk an about
1: hour it. to play through.
0: Oh really? Just mm-hmm. an hour?
1: Yeah, it's most shooters. I'm
0: yeah. gonna do it. Yeah. So what else are we guys? Pl- are you guys playing this week?
2: I'm um, preparing for neo 2 by playing neo 1 again because okay. i never finished it boy that game is tough after you played sekiro and paired everything and you're like oh shoot i can't do that anymore oh no oh <laughs> uh and then it's all
0: dodging again yeah all dodging. It. okay
2: it's a very different system but
0: i like it it's fine yes what about you
2: Pear?
1: Um, I'm playing a couple of games. I'm playing some smaller indies on the Switch that uh that just came out. There's one called Marooners. It was also out on PC on Steam. Uh it's basically like a a little Mario Party. Mm-hmm. Uh it's you know like uh what is it, 25 mini games. Uh, it's like a fifteen fifteen dollar game from M2H. Um it's decent. Like it's definitely it's like kind of a an indie version of Mario Party, so it doesn't quite have that character appeal but it's like if you're looking for something to play with the kids good good uh, decent four player game i wouldn't say good um sorry but crash drive they also brought this out crash drive 2 it reminds me of the stunt mode in san francisco rush if you guys ever played the old uh rush games yeah uh, ed logs little uh midway games on the from the n64 uh days um, so it's basically like it's an open arena. You drive around with monster trucks and school buses and stuff, and then you know it'll throw you in a multiplayer online match. Like while you're exploring, it'll start an event, and you have to compete on different rule sets. And it's basically like half pipes and loops and like driving up walls and doing flips and getting stunt points, and whoever does the best gets uh, gets the win. It's actually uh, it's like it's nothing that you would get excited about visually it looks very San Francisco rush like almost flat shaded but uh, super fun super fun little uh, multiplayer game it's just 9 bucks and then uh sometimes you uh, the developer brought out 7th uh, sector are you guys familiar with that mm-hmm. one? I feel like this one is really under the radar. It's a, uh, it's an adventure game, a puzzle adventure game where you are a spark of electricity. Oh. And you can, it's actually really pretty looking too, visually. You can move the spark through power lines and then you come to like intersections where you have to figure out a puzzle. And it could be like a numbers puzzle, like you're in a breaker box and you have to match the current by adding up numbers. Uh, There's a puzzle where, for example, you can activate, you go through a sleeping kid's room through the power line and you can activate a remote control car and then you can move like you can use the car on screen to like push paint buckets into an elevator and create the exact weight needed wow. for it to open like it's like puzzles like that like they don't make sense but it's something about an AI becoming sentient and traveling mm-hmm. through these wires hmm. and it's it's really pretty it's a, this it's a little like,
3: this is like a very Tom game I'm surprised it is very that. Tom it is like it's
1: very linear hmm. in that like you know you you have to solve a puzzle to move on and sometimes you get stuck a little bit on, on like you're not exactly sure what the game is trying to communicate and yeah. then when you figure it out you're like ah i see i can read the hint now it, yeah it's like a basic basically like brain teasers one after the other for uh, it's a little expensive right now 20 bucks i'd wait for mm-hmm. sale but um, i'm digging it i think it's really nice cool mm-hmm.
0: what about you tom uh i've been playing a
3: lot of half-life yeah so not on switch okay mm-hmm. but that it's funny because i tweeted about half-life 2 at one point because i'm just trying to catch up before half-life alex it's all free comes out on
2: steam tomorrow. right now no
3: yeah and it's all free on steam right now um but I tweeted about it, and somebody responded to me and was like, man, they should really release the orange box on Switch. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I had ever thought about that. That's really true. That's a great idea. Yeah. bring it I to, to Switch. I, I guess there are huh. no source games on Switch right now. Yeah. So I don't know how that engine would well, behave. Well, they have to figure
1: out the net code for it. But that would also include you know, right. Right. Fortress. Team Fortress 2, right? Yeah. Which has yeah. gone through so many iterations. And, but and po- even, it's, for people who haven't played it, it's Portal and Half-Life Portal, 2, Half-Life 2. And then Half-Life 2 Episode
3: episode one and, two, one and two, and then there's also Team Fortress, and I thought there was something else. Ricochet yeah. on there? Counter Strike? Not go. Yeah, I, I think, think there was, it was may like an have original yeah, Counter Strike yeah. or something okay. on there. We'll look it up. It was a lot, and and yeah, I I think it would be great to have those old games on on Switch. Per- that's a really perfect addition.
0: Yeah, and Half Life two holds uh, up. Uh, oh like yeah, five it, it, titles from Valve: Half Life two, Half Life two, Episode one, Half Life two, Episode two, Team Fortress two, and Portal.
3: Yeah. Oh, no,
0: okay. Sure. So n- yeah.
3: none of this, yes, yeah. but yeah. That would be a great thing to bring, even if it didn't include TF2 for whatever the online reasons were. If it was just the other games, it'd be really great to see. Oh yeah, It could do
1: oh. the orange box, box 2 and uh, add all the games Valve did afterwards. Yeah, yeah. which is With some Left 4 Dead in there. The Portal
3: Two. that's right, Left 4 Unfortunately, that's not, <laughs> that's there. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's not uh, a Switch game. But I haven't been. I've just been playing a ton of Slate aspire still. Spire yeah. <laughs> yeah. On Switch, I can't wait for You're the playing new character. Kunai. We talked about that. I played. Bit. I've been playing a little bit of Kunai. How's it? Yeah, that? Uh, I'm liking it. Okay. It's, it's It's. It's very – the movement doesn't feel like a lot of other games like that because very, very quickly early on you get two kunai and you can shoot one out to the left and one out to the right. So it's sort of got this movement like Worms, right? Mm. You know the Worms games using the ninja rope where Ah. you can like swing on ceilings. But then also you can do this thing. You need glasses. if you get into a. Okay. Sh- ye- exactly. <laughs> uh, if you get into like a vertical shaft in other Metroidvanias, you have to like wall jump or wall hop off of them, right? In this, you just go ba 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 and tap left mm-hmm. and right trigger over and over and over again. You shoot out ropes and like climb really fast like a spider. And it's like that movement is unique enough and feels oh, different cool. enough that it's actually really, really nice. interesting.
0: I. I'm playing a lot of games, but I don't think they're important to talk about because I think Question Block is more important. So yeah, let's move on to Question Block. Appreciate
2: your sacrifice.
0: <laughs> this one is from Patrick Hughes, and this was a question that we had previously but didn't get to because Pear had to go. So now this oh. one for Pear. Nintendo has kept the F Zero, F Zero, gosh, Nintendo has kept the F Zero series dormant due to a lack of new ideas for the series. Let's help them out. What new ideas do you think could revive F Zero?
1: I'm prepared. <laughs> um, I mean, first of all, i it it needs some new ideas because people didn't buy them, right? Like F Zero GX and the arcade version AX by Amusement Vision Sega took over the franchise from Nintendo on the development side. They were really good games. They were really hard, but they were excellent. And then nobody bought them. And then even F Zero X, which was a really good game, but kind of sparse in its presentation, didn't like make a dent like a Mario Kart would. And it's the same is true for Wave Race. So. You know, the obvious answer that a lot of cyber races have done is adding weapons. Like, I love the racing in these games. I wish they would. I wish they would do the construction kit route that they did on the 64 DD. There was a version of F Zero X that let you build your own levels. I think now with online, finally, you could build a really powerful set of tools, get people to share stuff, and have that same set of uh, same sort of excitement that um, Mario Maker um, has, has created for this cool. franchise.
3: I was gonna say a really similar thing. Yeah, because. One of the games that I think sort of died in obscurity a little bit of of the previous generation was Mod Nation Racers yeah. on PlayStation 3, which had one of the best, most intuitive racing track builders I think I've ever seen in a game yeah. before or since. And if Nintendo was just leaned into the Mario Maker style of things and was like, you know what, we're going to give you a bunch of creation tools for an F-Zero speed game, yeah. I'd love that. i,
2: I, I think trying to imagine making a
1: speed Track
2: accessible for everyone to
1: create.
3: It's super not easy. I don't it's, think it's an easy so, task at all. Yeah. I've
1: made some on the sixty-four DD, and they're just so devilish. Like because when you create what you can do, like with the pipes and the half pipes and all of that, you can create truly evil levels that make you fall to your death <laughs> all the time. That said, I do think like. GX had the right idea by creating a story mode. F-Zero actually has all these really cool and crazy characters. Obviously, we know Captain Falcon and like uh, Samurai Goro from like, you know, trophies and stuff um, in Smash Brothers. Uh, like I, I wish they would lean into that lead character, make it all about Captain Falcon, and then have a story mode that can be played by more people and it's not so devilish. Definitely bounty hunter. hes a bounty hunter. It'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, you could also do an open-world game in the F-Zero universe and you drive cars and it's Grand Theft Auto with cyber sleds, but um,
3: who's going to make GTA cyber sleds? I I I got three words of how they they reintroduce F-Zero. Make it anime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Work. Fire them. Work here. Yeah. Make I want to sure. go
2: to the F Zero School of Racing, yeah. where Professor Katsuyoshi sure.
1: teaches. Oh my god! It, it already, it, the it. art is already <laughs> so ready for it. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great.
0: Okay, we're gonna try and fit two more questions in. Next question, rapid fire from Tyler Shippen. Have you ever broke broken a video game system? How did it happen? Oh, I'll go first. I left my Wii U on a platform where I know my cat liked to frequent, and then he knocked it onto the tile floor, and oh. the CD. The CD reader got jammed, and uh, Pokemon tournament was forever locked inside, it but could not be read. Oh, <laughs> I
1: I broke my Xbox by just playing it. Um, <laughs> the Xbox 360. Oh, I yeah. believe
0: the Red ring I'm of trying fat. to
1: remember. I believe I sent in five <gasps> Xboxes, oh the Xbox, Xbox 360s. It was a. It was almost like a comedy. Like, they kept on breaking just because... And I didn't have them inside, like, a credenza or anything. Mm-hmm. They just red-ringed all of them one by one. Yep. Uh, and you just had to look at them for them to break. Bless you. Thank you. I broke my Wii by playing it. I still remember
2: exactly what I was doing. I was playing Super Mario Galaxy 2. I was on a level we had to f- uh, ride the, the giant dinosaur. I forget his name. Um, and, like, it started to get really, really slow. I'm like, this doesn't seem right. And then the Mm. colors just started to kind of like coalesce and just Uh made this really angry, slow noise. And I was just like, uh, I think it's yeah. getting possessed. <laughs> and then I just refused to like, do anything until I shut off and went shut it back on again. Yeah. And I just to Nintendo no for repairs. They sent me back a brand new one, but I lost all of my save data, including all my Smash Brothers
1: unlocks for the Wii. We had some pretty high failure rates for the graphics
2: hmm. process. It lasted it was, like,
0: a long time though. on
1: the screen and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. Hmm. Huh. What about you, Tom? No,
0: What?
3: I'm responsible. Oh. Come on, Who's I broke the too? little. I broke the little door on the top of the Wii that covers the GameCube control <gasps> ports. I broke that off. Oh okay. yeah, okay, I did. did too.
1: That's, that's, that, yeah, that's it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Keep it open. You just got to place masks.
3: Excuse me, I throw right. some shade.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this last question is from Har- um, Harrison Milfed, and he says, "With Valentine's Day coming up this weekend, what is the first Nintendo game you truly fell in love with, and why?"
3: Link to the past. Yeah. that's 100% one. Link to the past. Why? I don't know, my mom, it was the game that my mom said she would stay up while we were asleep and play, and I was like, that's weird, adults can like games, and so I just, I got obsessed Mm -hmm. with it as a kid.
2: I think my sister would watch me play that game too, and we would take turns, and I I, I, I would sit in the dark world and just listen to the music, Mm -hmm. and just like, play with my action figures, I would just like, look at the little horizon,
1: and just like, this is a really cool game.
3: Man, that Dark World. For,
1: for oh, me, no. it was like... I look, Link to the Past is just fantastic. And I love that game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, Valentine's. Um, no, it's a Super Mario World for me because I played that first. Yeah. Um, I got my brand new Super Famicom, put that in. I just didn't stop playing. It was just so amazing. And my wife bought me the Super Famicom and Aww. that copy of Super Mario World. So Aww. it was very special.
0: I, I, I had a Super Nintendo and I got a Game Boy for Pokemon. And... I want to I want to say Ocarina of Time. Like I played mm. so many games before that, and Ocarina of Time was the first game that I really got lost in, mm-hmm. and had feelings towards. It made me have mm. feels even <laughs> when other games. Aww. Did you cry at the end? Uh, I don't know.
2: I got I, just I have, got teary eyed at the end. I
0: just have so many fond memories, and it was the it was the game that I bonded with some of my best friends, who I'm still best friends with. Um... Like all these years later. Oh. And I think without Ocarina of Time, I wouldn't have fallen into loving video games as a whole as much as I do now. Hmm. So
1: I got teary eyed at the end of Link to the Past. He's got a little yeah. boy, the and little boy turned to wood, and then it's like he puts the sword back. The master sword <laughs> sleeps
2: forever until yeah, it's the next so game. good.
0: I was a heartless I was like, child.
2: So- I just, <laughs> I was sad at Ocarina Time when you learned that like he had to go back and he would never know yeah. the future. That was so grateful for him. I was like, oh my God, poor Link. Yeah.
0: Well, that's about all the time we have left for MVC this week. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Remember, you can catch us every Thursday at 3 p.m. on YouTube or IGN.com or Spotify or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for our production assistant, Logan Plant, and for all of you for being here. And remember, MVC is the only place you can.
1: Get the thing.